welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. We are celebrating the fact that we just opened up the book of Second Kings, even more kings, 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 kings. So many kings, kings don't even kings. know what to do with them. And uh, I looked up, well, I was really curious to know, are there any kind of alien abduction theories about Elijah? And obviously there are. <laughs> just <laughs> many Many. I actually found um, on scientificexploration.org in their forums this big master post of someone who compiled every single verse that could possibly suggest someone had an encounter with extraterrestrials. Okay. And Elijah's at the top of the list. Oh, wow. Specifically because of this whirlwind, chariots of fire, taking him up into heaven kind of thing. Now, the interesting thing is that Elijah and Enoch are the only two people in the Bible who, in theory, are taken up to heaven before they died. So as in taken up to heaven while still alive. Who's Enoch? And so Enoch was just like a quick little cameo in Genesis. Oh. I don't remember his... It. Do you remember what was the story of him going to heaven? Do you remember? Did that come up in your research? Literally, from what I recall, literally Enoch's story is just like, and then so-and-so-and-so begat Enoch who lived for this number of years, and then Enoch begat so-and-so, and and then Enoch was uh, walked with God, and he didn't die because God took him. And that's literally it. That's all we get. So he's very much a footnote. Wait a minute. But he and Elijah... Are these people walking with God but alive? Well, so this is the thing. Specifically with Elijah in the Bible, we'll get to this much later on, but... There's prophecy that Elijah's going to come back when the world ends in the end Whoa. of days. El- so like, he and Jesus are going to wrap. Sh- nope. What's the last book? <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> They're going to revelation themselves back into your well, life. Okay. There's the thing though. Christians think it's Jesus in a lot of Jewish traditions. Oh. Elijah is the part of the harbingers of the end days. Interesting. You know, Elijah's going to come back. Cool. And, uh, you know, <laughs> F some stuff up, I guess. I don't know. Um, I uh, I also learned just some interesting stuff about Elijah in general. You know, Elijah has a much um, more important role in Judaism and in Jewish folklore than he does in Christianity or Christian mythology around the Bible. Uh, I mean, so Emily, have you ever been to a Passover dinner before? Maybe. I think possibly, Yes. I know that you talked. Was that the seat thing that you're talking about? Leaving a well, seat yes, open okay. for Elijah. At a, at, traditionally, at a Passover, you you have like a place sitting for Elijah, and you have a cup of wine just in case he decides to Elijah. show up. And you also you open the door and invite him in as well, in case he's right. like yes, happens to be now. outside your house. Yeah. Lurking? Yeah. Yeah. What if there's you a know, guy outside your house feel... lurking? <laughs> and he's like, Here I am, I'm Elijah. <laughs> and you're like, and like you don't, pretty wild. Do you have a leather belt on and are you hairy? Because if not, I don't believe <laughs> yeah. you. Let me see. Only way we can identify you. Now I found something else really interested related to this whole kind of having a play setting and a cup for the prophet Elijah. Um that there's a chair set aside at all circumcision ceremonies oh, for the prophet Elijah goodness. as well. Because he loves he's those. present. He loves those. those. <laughs> that ceremony. 
Goodness. So I don't know if you remember this. I read this and I didn't quite remember this and it also didn't quite make sense to me. But in the Wikipedia, they talk about that in 1 Kings 18, Elijah goes up to Mount Horeb and God's like, what are you doing here? And Elijah says, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with a sword. And I, even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. And apparently, according to rabbinic tradition, all the stuff that Elijah said is, is not true, huh. basically. Huh. And I thought he was a says. prophet. This is what it says. And since Elijah accused Israel of failing to uphold the covenant, God would require Elijah to be present at every covenant of circumcision. Yikes. <laughs> to oversee and like make sure <laughs> they happened or... That it's happening, yes, wow. yes. So Elijah's almost in Jewish folklore, uh, feels like almost like a little bit Jesus-y, a little bit Santa Claus-esque. I was going to say a little Santa Claus you know, for sure. Except for... <laughs> you leave out the milk and cookies and for Elijah, and also he sees you when you're about to be circumcised. Oh, God, yeah. He knows when you're uh-huh. awake. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that, um, there's a lot, lot more that I could get into with stories about Elijah, but... Uh, those are the most interesting things that I found. Wow. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So so for this, I tried to look up um, this stuff about Misha, Misha Barton, um, sacrificing his son, his firstborn son, and that then Israel like went away after that. And yeah, what was up with that? Right. Yeah. So so basically, it it, it is correct that he does the sacrifice. Like, here's what we can agree on, it seems. He does the sacrifice, and as a result of it, somehow, the Israeli army, like the alliance between Israel, Moab, and Judah, they all leave. And the the kingdom of Moab remains for another, like, 200 years after this. So, like, oh. he, he did fend them off. He did this wow. somehow. After this, right. they went away. The question is, Why? And Jeez. basically, basically, because the Moabite religion, which is a worship of the god Chemosh, by the way, he, we've, we've okay. run into him before, but Chemosh we have, is yeah. the Moabite god, maybe also some other places, but kind of Moab was the main place associated with Chemosh. And uh, I think maybe because there are no Chemoshians still around today that pretty much all the analysis on this and all the theorizing is done by either Christians or Jews trying to explain this. Uh, And so I think it's a little bit, uh, there's a little bit of spin on it maybe. And basically as I don't say spin about the Bible (laughs) in this book. Yes. So like, for example, on the hermeneutics stack exchange, someone asked this question of like, love that. I do love it. Yes. Someone asked the question of like, so a fury came against Israel. Like Who fury? was furious? Were the Moabites furious? Were the Israelites furious? Was God furious? Was someone else furious? What was the deal? And all the answers sounded like a lot of bullshit to me. Um, Uh the theories people posited were either that the moabites themselves were so spurned to action by this perhaps either because they were inspired being like yes this is going to happen to all of us and our children if we don't fight so like everyone gathered up arms and their army got bigger or uh other theories are 
that the Israelites saw it and they were so disgusted that they were just like, I can't even, I'm leaving. And they just left, <laughs> which sounds like a guess ridiculous, ridiculous way to try to justify that, I think. That just doesn't make any sense. Then another one that was interesting is that, so the Moabites are descendants of Lot and mm. Yahweh. Oh, oof. Ooh, hold on. Descendants of Lot. Oof. We know. Yeah. We know how Lot got descendants. Right. So they're all inbred from uh, Lot and his daughters. Yes, first of all. No, but like they're descendants of Lot yeah. and his people. They became the Moabites. And that, I guess, I, I forget this, but Israel had been told, don't go to fight the Moabites because they're descendants of Lot who are related to you. So don't go fight them. Mm, so like someone put out this just off the wall theory that him sacrificing his son reminded them all of Abraham sacrificing Isaac, which then <laughs> made them remember, well, of going to sacrifice Isaac, which then made them remember that Yahweh had told them not to fight the Moabites. And so they're like, ah, right. Cool, cool, We're going to cool. go. Never which mind. Is just the most ridiculous That's, explanation. Yeah, you know what? On. To be fair, though. <laughs> To be fair, though, if you think of most procedurals or most TV shows that are based on like solving a mystery every week or a thriller or stuff like that, so often the way that the writing goes is like <laughs> our main character encounters a side character who like offhand mentions something. That's true. And then just by total random chance, our main character is like, oh, what what is that embroidery right oh embroidery yes needles okay yes the murderer killed her with a needle wow you know and like connects <laughs> yeah. all the dots yeah. because of this total random thing where it's like if they if the person didn't happen to just mention this thing but that's a lot of people apart. to like forget that they weren't supposed to <sighs> yeah battle that, the moabites <laughs> that's true so i think you think it's somebody's not just like one guy <laughs> right, that's like, right. oh, yeah, now I remember. Wow, thanks for like bringing that up. Whoops. So what really like jumped out to me about this was just like that those are all the explanations I came across were some variation on those and that all of those felt so flimsy that I'm like, okay, none of you are even really trying uh, but basically, the the sort of consensus. Well, I think they were trying very hard, Jace. I think they're really trying, they were trying to, to do, do something. They weren't. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> truly trying to find the truth. They just were trying to find a way to justify things. I don't know. Like it, it felt like a lot of bullshit to me. So I was disappointed in the scholars of today. Scholars listening to this show. <laughs> First of all, thank you. Second of all, shame on you. <laughs> you should be doing better. Uh, and then, okay, last thing I looked up was about um, Chemosh. Because I was like, what's Chemosh's deal? And basically found out that it was the god of Moab and that most of what we know about Chemosh comes from this thing called the Moabite Stone, which was like a Whoa. big stone stella. Uh, steli? I never know how to say that word. But like a big stone monument that had inscriptions on it that mentions Chemosh a bunch of times. And this was something that I think it seems like King Misha made um, that this was still left from, from his time or maybe was made cool. afterward, but it mentions Misha. Um, anyway, so that was kind of interesting. And then the other one is that uh, some scholars talk about this phenomenon, and we've mentioned it before, of that there were gods and goddesses and that over time, the a lot of the goddesses sort of became subsumed into the god, into the male deities so for example chemosh at one point 
in the past may have been referred to as Ashtor Chimoth, which was Ashtoreth. Ashtoreth? Beyonce Ooh. and Chimosh were kind of a team, maybe, were both things, and then eventually... But then she just became him. And then eventually patriarchy happened more. How annoying. More. Mm. Yeah. Dang it, why did we let that happen? Yeah, yeah. Beyonce is way Somebody cooler. Somebody should have been looking Come out on. for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> we haven't even cast Chimosh. That's how not a thing Chimosh is. Come on. Exactly, yeah. So, okay. anyway, that's what I got. Well, I looked up about dust she-bears. And and Elisha and all those little children that that got eaten. So, okay. I came across a very cool site called AnswersInGenesis.org. I don't know if it's very cool, but this I did find this article to be to be well thought out, actually, and pretty interesting. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Mitchell, I'm assuming she's a god doctor, Elizabeth Mitchell. Probably. She wrote a long, long thing about all of this. So, first of all, we read the text and think that it's about little kids, mm-hmm. like young people. And they're like, yeah, and she she says, you know, the idea of preschoolers getting mauled to death by these bears is a little much. I mean, much. I wasn't going straight to preschoolers. Oh, that, well, my she mind is like elementary schoolers. I was thinking elementary okay, well, school. Even so. I was thinking middle school. <laughs> okay. Even if it's elementary, middle, it's all bad every single way. <laughs> but, okay, in, uh, let's see, where is it? So, it's a specific, like, Old Testament... Uh, they they said these words katan naar q a t a n naar and I guess that's what it is like in the original text. I'm okay. not sure. Maybe this, oh, this is, is like okay. the word for the young people. The Hebrew word. That's it. The I Hebrew. See. Yeah. So the Hebrew words used for Elisha's detractors include the Hebrew words katan naar and yelded. So katan. Naar generally means little child. However, these... Okay, that does seem incriminating. Yes, these words were used about referring to different people who were older, like David, who is a mighty man of valor, and David's he, he son. He was also yes, called this he thing? Was, yes, but when he already was an older person, and huh. David's son Absalom, as he led a civil war... The field hands in Boaz's fields, a number of soldiers throughout the Old Testament. The word so this describes could have been jo- a little troop of jerk soldiers, is what you're saying. Well, <laughs> perhaps. Or just the boys. Yeah, but know. it said it describes Joseph at age 17, Isaac at about 25 to 28 on Mount Moriah. Okay. Uh, spies in Joshua and young men who gave Rehoboam such lousy advice in 1 Kings 12. So wait, you said you said Isaac in that list? Yes. So that's it interesting. says Isaac at about twenty five to twenty eight on Mount Moriah. Moriah, right? Because they're referring to the binding of Isaac, right? They're talking about yes. the the almost sacrifice, which is funny that the same thing here. Then, if it's because this word is being used, that people are like little tiny baby who's going to sacrifice his little baby kid, and it's like actually he's yes. twenty five. Come on now, 
that but maybe that, this is a similar thing. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but now it's the opposite. They're like, no, 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 no way it's little kids because that would just be disgusting to think about. But they're essentially saying <laughs> like it's been used for these older people. So it says that the right. phrase little child is being used to refer to the relative youth or immaturity of grown men. I they see. So it was like a little yielded? diss. They were sort of yeah, dissing it's a on diss. these men. Exactly. Okay. What is yielded? Let me see. Yeah, did they mention what yielded means? Strong's number. Catan means small in quantity, size, number, age, status, or importance. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, thus, we see it used to describe a cake, a cloud, a room, a city, and Wait. a finger, as well as the younger daughter of marriageable age in Laban's household and the youngest oh, wow. son of Jacob what? Benjamin. Jesus. Wow. Uh, there it is. Na'ar means boy or girl, servant or young man. It is a word that can cover a range of ages from infant to young adult. Yelded likewise means a boy, child, son or young man, essentially someone's offspring. Okay, so I'm getting the sense that this group of boys could have been anywhere from yeah. six months old to 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was a group of all different ages within that range. Yeah, yeah, potentially. So, okay. Um, okay, okay. So this is also interesting. Uh, so little children is emphasizing relative youth or immaturity of the subjects. And then the reference to his baldness, it was likely an ordinary sort of insult. And baldness historically was co- considered a blemish among the Israelites as well as among the Romans. That's interesting. So it's like huh. not a good thing to be bald. Maybe like more people are bald right now in in present day and less were then. I don't know. I uh, interesting, huh? Okay, yeah, exactly. And so, okay, this is another thing. Their taunt to go up was a reference to Elijah's recent ride to heaven. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. By okay. shouting this challenge to Elisha, they were challenging his right to follow in Elijah's footsteps as God's designated representative to Israel in declaring their atten- intention that they wanted him to meet his maker as well. So, okay, sure. Okay. Still yet, just sounds the, like some teasing to me, but... I don't know. It says, <laughs> yet if the people were called back to God, Elijah, Elisha had to have credibility as God's designated representative. <laughs> so God f them up good with some bears. So, okay, and yes, and finally here, she says, did they actually die? And so that's what? the thing. What? She's saying, like, what? maybe they this didn't so... die. I know. This is so apologetic yeah. for the... Um, the, maybe, just the, I mean, the gymnastics to... Maybe they just got nibbled on a little <laughs> well, bit, you know? Apparently, there's another book called <laughs> Wilmington's Guide to the Bible, and it said that 42 of these arrogant rebels were clawed as a divine punishment. Clawed. And she's like, maybe there were 42 funerals. Maybe not. We simply cannot say. <laughs> oh, my god! But gosh. one thing is sure. Everyone watching and everyone who survived learned a lesson that day. God's message is serious. And Elisha <laughs> is his new messenger. Okay. Thank you. Do- okay, God, no, doctor. Okay. So what? Now, God, doctor. What? Elizabeth. Someone. God, doctor. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Mitchell. I will say. On the one hand, it is hard for me to imagine two bears taking out 42 people. That's true. You know, that that seems Unless really... Unless they were children. Well, she says they May, were old enough then, to though, know better, are literally the words that she okay, used. No, but even that, even 42 children, I'm just like, that's those would be very big bears, because I feel like children would be fast enough at least to get away from 
a bear while it was distracted by one person. Maybe. Now, on the other hand, I do not for a second believe that two bears would come through and no one has any fatal injuries. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. absolutely right. Like, I feel like maybe these bears herded these kids or, you know, young adults or whatever into maybe a cave and then <laughs> were able to, like, and then were able to, like, claw slash mutilate them. Okay. I don't right. know. They just or come maybe, to the bottleneck. Exactly. The yeah. <laughs> maybe the bears dived in, slishy slashed them up. And like several died and the others ran away, but it was like, oh, look, the whole group was destroyed by the bear, even though like maybe only a handful died. I could see that. Yeah, I don't I know. I could see that being possible. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. So anyways, <laughs> I thought that the, it, this just had a lot of ebbs and flows, like a very interesting article, and I found it to be really funny. Wow. And I didn't realize that, yeah, we had already like used this translation or these words that were translated into something else for older people mm. yeah that right. is yeah. interesting that that word kind of seems to cover a range of youngness yeah. exactly wow. all right what a book okay. indeed what a book yeah this whole book is what a book so we're gonna get this all next week and i'm interested to see what happens who dies or maybe doesn't die by a bear or lion or whomever <laughs> who knows i mean okay i will leave you with this little oh, teaser for next week boy yes Someone not dying will be very relevant to the story. That is your clue for next week. I will take your... Not Elisha. I'm not going to say any more, but somebody not dying is a significant part of next week's story. Okay. All right. Looking forward to it. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Until then. Bye.